Welcome to Mindfully Sovereign, the podcast that invites you to reclaim your feminine self-authority and unleash the abundance within. My name is Safa, I am your host, and I'm here to help guide you past your limiting beliefs and into the heart of your unwavering and undeniable power. This podcast is all about reclaiming your feminine self-authority, learning the art of self-seduction, and awakening your inner goddess so that you can become an aligned match to your most abundant life yet. So grab a cup of tea, get cozy and get ready to become mindfully sovereign. Hello, hello, and happy Monday. Welcome back. Uh, Okay, when I tell you that if you are a people pleaser, or if you're a recovering people pleaser like myself and many of my clients, and if you've spent a lot of time in your life just feeling like you're constantly bending over backwards to make sure that everyone else is taken care of except for you, this is going to be such a clutch conversation in your life. And really what this is doing is building off of the last conversation that we had, which had everything to do with taking radical ownership of your life in such a way that you truly know yourself to be at the helm so that you can show up from a place of power rather than feeling at the effect of things all the time. And this conversation goes deeper into that by then taking you into the heart of accountability. And if you're listening and thinking, okay, these two things are the same thing and Safa is just trying to milk one topic into two episodes, I can understand that and I'm going to tell you why and how these things are different. So think of accountability as the what, whereas ownership is the who and how. Accountability ties to what your values are, what your goals are, what the flow of energy is going to be like, what the outcomes will be if certain actions are taken. All of the what's go into that, where ownership is all about who you are choosing to be at any given point in time when something presents itself in your realm so that you can approach it with a sense of deeply ingrained sovereignty. Ownership is stepping up to the plate and saying, this is the realm that I will really evolve in and the manner in which I'm going to choose to show up for myself, acknowledging and understanding and acting from the belief that there are not these external factors are not working against me or they're not there to put me down and I'm not at the effect of them, but rather I can work with, through, and in them and create something wonderful of it or from it. And accountability is the question that allows you to really hold yourself and the people in your world to a certain degree of standards, to a deep level of integrity that allows you to open up the door to not people please so much and to deepen your relationships, but in a different way. Accountability allows you to build trust with yourself and with the people in your world. It also gives you an opportunity to find support and to really learn how to receive in a very real present time way. It gives voice to parts of you that are feeling unheard, unseen, uncherished, and it gives you permission to say, hey, These are the rules, this is what we discussed, this is where we're at, and it allows you to take a very good look at the people, the situations that you have in your life, to what degree you are welcoming them in your life, and how you want to nurture the relationship, what it is that the next step is going to be for that dynamic, 
all while allowing you to be deeply aware of your own self-importance in that dynamic. Accountability is the very loving and empowering act of taking responsibility through choices and actions to remove the blocks that seem so deeply embedded in that old energetic of being at the effect of. So in that sense, accountability and ownership are very much like siblings. They're basically made of the same genetic components. They're just still different. Accountability allows you to connect to your own sense of self-commitment and it opens the door for deeper exploration of self in terms of keeping you connected to the purpose behind something. This is what allows you to look back at something and learn from that lesson rather than putting the blame on someone outside of yourself entirely all the time. That radical accountability is the ability to be present with and observe and acknowledge and receive the consequences stemming from actions taken, decisions made, behaviors really leaned into. And to me, one of the most beautiful aspects of this is that this element of accountability isn't just about yourself. It is something that you can use as a very powerful tool to help enrich the beauty of your relationships and your intimacy with other people in your life if you're willing to feel, maybe for a moment even, just if it's just a brief second, like you're not Little Miss Perfect smiling all the time and letting people walk all over you. Radical accountability allows you to create a heightened level of self-trust within yourself because it really taps into your sense of integrity. It asks that you be truthful. It teaches you what follow-through is like in your mind, in your nervous system, in your heart. It's a really interesting dynamic with self. It enables you to almost fall in love with the art of failure. And it gives you a steadfast sense of peace and presence when you are going through setbacks in your life. So radical accountability is huge. Radical accountability is recognizing the patterns within yourself that have kept you stuck in toxic dynamics for so long that you are no willing to go there anymore and changing the things that need to be alchemized from a place of self-sovereignty and ownership so that you can now spot those things and choose differently for yourself. In the realm of dating, think of it like moving well beyond opening the door and opening your heart up to every single person who deigns pay attention to you and instead connecting to the people who truly see you, who respect you, who cherish you, who connect with you on a deeper, firmer level, more than just butterflies in the stomach. And that's a whole other conversation for another time. And then taking a look at them and holding them accountable as well as holding yourself accountable in that relationship for for that dynamic in a healthy, balanced, sovereign way. Accountability is a reason to wake up every morning and check in with yourself and ask where you're at in terms of your values, your standards, what it is that you are willing to stand for, what it is that you do not want in your life in any regard, and the manner in which you are going to choose to then take ownership and show up from a place of power. 
radical accountability is being in presence of your actions as they play out, even if it's in retrospect, but you're still a willing participant in them rather than being in a very reactive space where you're just going to be placing the blame on externals or never even acknowledge the fact that maybe you crossed the line with one of your friends or you procrastinated long enough and now the stuff that you needed to do for work is exceedingly backed up and you're in trouble with your boss. Whatever that might be, radical accountability allows you the ability and the space to take responsibility for those actions before anyone comes around asking you about them. And it gives you the breathing room to also show up for yourself when someone does bring it up for you. And now you've got this room to step up to the plate in full and still take accountability. Much like with radical ownership, accountability is not about beating yourself up or making yourself feel less than or self-castigating. It's about putting you in a position of true presence and power and strength, which is really where you belong in every area of your life. Lack of radical accountability is the stuff that gets us into very sticky situations in our lives. For one, it damages your credibility and believe it or not, it does damage that credibility with yourself. So a lot of times the reason we don't believe or trust ourselves, the reason why we're like, well, I don't know if I can fully trust myself is because we've gotten very good at dismissing our own internal cues And also because we continuously break integrity with ourselves and we know that at the end of the day, we do not hold ourselves fully accountable. And that makes us feel very unsettled. It creates a very shaky internal system. And it does the same with other people in our lives. If you are someone who does not hold to radical accountability, your job is going to suffer. Your relationships are going to suffer. It breaks trust. It breaks credibility. It really also creates problems of avoidance or patterns of continuously running away or disengaging from real life. It's kind of this place where you go to if you continuously daydream and yet never fully address what's actually happening in your life. It's not just association, although that can be a part of it, but it's deeper than that. It's this living in a fantasy world kind of space where not only are you continuously running away from real life and responsibilities and just the power that you hold within yourself, but you're also creating a very imbalanced way of seeing the world and believing things that are not going to be to your highest good. This is also the space that we get into when we believe that there is going to be someone or something outside of ourselves that is going to just come in and save us from ourselves or save the day or be the one that is going to be at the helm or at the reins of our own lives. That is super sticky territory. And it creates really challenging dynamics with the people in our lives because they also know that since we don't hold ourselves accountable, we're not going to hold them accountable either. And then a lot of hurt, a lot of taking on other people's stuff onto ourselves, onto our and on our shoulders takes place. And that is where we get deep into the realm of people pleasing. That's why at the beginning of the episode, I was like, if you're a people pleaser, listen to this one because it's important. 
Radical accountability does ask for a higher level of emotional intelligence from us. It asks that we learn to date our subconscious patterns and ask them questions through which we can become proactively involved in our lives. Accountability and facing things head on means there's no running away or deflecting. And it means that we don't provide people with a way out of their responsibility when they need to own up to something because it's enabling. So if you have been in a pattern of people pleasing, bending over backwards and enabling people in your life, chances are that you have a difficult relationship with or a lack of a relationship with personal radical accountability. And one of the reasons we struggle with that so much is because we know deep down that holding ourselves and other people accountable is challenging. It isn't easy. It isn't I'm just going to lay back and let everything fall, chips fall where they may. It is showing up even with people's reactions not being what we would like for them to be, which I think internally a lot of us would like for people to just be happy with us all the time and smile at us and treat us kindly all the time. And that's just really unrealistic and not helpful, actually, because it doesn't help develop the relationship at all. So just to give you a little bit of an example on this conversation, on this topic, I'll share something that just really made me laugh one day, mostly because I also have been in the realm of people pleasing and I definitely have lacked personal accountability and the ability to hold other people accountable in my life before. And of course, as with all healing journeys, the deeper I go into my own growth and the more I am able to go into this realm of the subconscious, the more I learn from other mentors, the more I share with my own clients, learning from them as well, by the way, the deeper this conversation goes and the more it just like blows my mind. So just to give you again, a very small example, my husband and I had just moved into our neighborhood and we had a really big storm come through one day. We had gone into the back and picked up a bunch of like the dead branches and everything that got blown down. And I didn't realize that at the time my husband was actually gathering branches that looked sturdy enough to become walking sticks because we like to go on hikes and also we're both very nerdy so the idea of having like a Gandalf like staff is not something I'm adverse to so he very sweetly cleans up this one big sturdy branch and presents it to me and is like, this is gonna be your walking stick. We can treat it, we can put paint on it. We can just, you know, make it really pretty for you. And I, I just, it was like the sweetest thing ever. I appreciate gestures like that. And so I was very excited and we don't have like an actual garage. We have a carport right now. And we're in a very safe neighborhood. And so I take my beautiful walking stick and I put it inside the carport and I go inside, I take on calls with my clients, and before I know it, I go outside to get in my car and go somewhere, and it is missing. Now, of course, understand it's not like this is worth thousands and thousands of dollars, but it meant something really beautiful to me, and also there was no reason for this thing to be gone. So I was very confused, and I turned to look around, and I saw on my neighbor's yard the walking stick and so i'm thinking okay so maybe one of their kids came in and got it a little weird but i will go ahead and message my neighbor and talk to them 
old, old, old Safa, like 10 years ago Safa, or maybe even seven years ago Safa, who was still in that very toxic relationship, would never in a million years have done this. She probably would have just shut up and been like, oh, okay, well, whatever. I guess my stick is gone forever. But at this point in time, I just decided to reach out to my neighbor, who's very nice, and say, hey, so this and this happened. I'm wondering if maybe one of the kids just grabbed it and thought that they were going to play with it. Might have wanted it to be like a sword or something. I don't know. Is it possible to get it back? So my neighbor being very kind messaged back and said, you know what? I did talk to them. I'm really sorry. They grabbed it. They just didn't know. But you can come and get it later in the afternoon. On the surface level, that isn't that big of an ask. It's actually pretty reasonable if you think about it. Okay, here's your stick. Come and get it. However... In the realm of accountability, this wasn't something I was willing to do. I wasn't willing to bend over backwards to make someone else feel more at ease with something that had happened that hadn't been okay. And again, I know it's a very small example, but you'll understand it. I wanted to show up for myself from a place of strength and sovereignty and ownership and accountability. My role in this was that I should not have left my beautiful walking stick out in the carport, regardless of what I planned to do with it after or the fact that it wasn't sawed or, you know, painted or whatever. I just should have brought that inside from the first. It was also my responsibility to figure out what to do, to reach out, to ask for help, to have a conversation and to listen. But it was not my responsibility to fix the situation. It wasn't my responsibility to go over there and get my stick back. It was my responsibility to say, you can bring it by whenever you are ready. And that's exactly what I did. I said, you know what? I'm going to be home at this time. You can bring it by. The kids can bring it by. Someone can bring it by at that time. The silliest little detail, but I really was feeling so crystal clear at that point in time that this is how you choose to show up from a place of accountability for yourself and others in your life. There was no emotional response. This wasn't about being angry or placing blame on the parents because that would be ridiculous. It was just simply a showing up and saying, I can hold this And I can offer the opportunity for accountability to be held on your side of the fence in a different way, something productive for all of us. And so I waited and there was no response. The day went by. Next day, finally, a little knock on the door and the stick was back. We had a good conversation. It was really beautiful. I feel like that created space for a better conversation between us. And that's the kind of thing that we can see very clearly when we are willing to hold others and ourselves accountable in our lives. Again, that is like such a small example. But if I can see the space in my life to take up ownership, to be accountable, to hold others in their accountability as well, in this very insignificant type of example, imagine what this would be like in a broader sense. How different would your relationships be if you didn't take the onus of the responsibility of the relationship solely on your shoulders? What would your day-to-day be like if you didn't see yourself as the reason or the party responsible for everything 
that goes on in your relationships, whether it's the emotional quotient or the physical tasks or whatever it might be. If you did not put that just on your shoulders and then berate yourself for not being quote unquote good enough about carrying that extra weight on your shoulders, what would things be like? What would your life be like? On a deeper space, remember I was someone who was in a very toxic marriage for over 12 years. I got stuck there with a lot of old, old subconscious patterns and a lot of like personal beliefs that really got me into trouble along the way. One of those really was this factor of accountability because whenever it came down to, hey, this thing that you did, this thing that you said that didn't sit well with me and holding my ground and holding the other person accountable, I always crumbled down and I ended up making it about me oh, you're right, it's my fault, I I was the one who didn't blah, blah. I would always turn it back on myself, not from a true place of accountability, mind you, but from a place of self-castigation, self-denial, self-dismissal, all the things. I was very quick to say, oh, I fucked up and still am. But when I did it or I said it, there was always this like twinge of I'm the worst person in the whole freaking world because I did this and now I deserve to be treated like crap just because of this. It is a failing of mine and I suck and all the things. It wasn't empowered ownership or empowered radical accountability. It was blame-filled and blameful and fearful and just very, very disingenuous with myself. It was, it was stemming from a place of fear. And in fact, it was coming from a place of fight, flight, freeze, or, and this is the one that I was using, fawn, which for those of you who don't know, those are the responses our nervous systems go through when there's like a traumatic event in our lives, as well as just how our nervous systems tend to respond is we've heard of usually fight or flight. There is more than just fight or flight freeze and fawn are also part of the equation. And honestly, in my life, the internalized idea was that the more I fawned, the nicer I was, the more I made sure to bend over backwards, the more I took away people's responsibilities and put them onto me instead, the better. Because that would automatically mean that I was safe somehow, that I would be sort of insulated from whatever kind of wrathful event might come through if I ever even deigned to truly hold someone accountable for something in my life. And so this is how a lot of us have learned to relate to the world around us. We don't know how to hold other people accountable, mostly because we don't know how to hold ourselves truly accountable. We know how to assign blame. We know how to make ourselves feel badly. We know how to beat ourselves over the head for doing something in a way that wasn't good enough, perfect enough, shiny enough, whatever. And we don't know how to take radical accountability or ownership, going back to our last topic, of our lives or in our lives. And so therefore, how are we supposed to do that with other people? We're too quick to give people a way out, too ready to just be like, oh, okay, I'll take on your responsibility. Don't worry. This wasn't yours after all. It was mine. Or hell, maybe not even mine, but it definitely wasn't yours. <laughs> JK, never mind. Holding your children, your spouse, your family members, your friends accountable is challenging. 
because you're not always going to please people by doing that. You're going to make them feel uncomfortable. They're going to feel called out. They might cry. They might yell. There are so many different ways in which people have not as a whole learned how to hold accountability in our lives. It happens a lot in the workplace. It happens a lot in our houses. And it happens a lot internally. So think about the areas in your life where you might not be holding yourself gently, lovingly, powerfully accountable and where you're not doing the same thing for other people in your life. One of the things that I love to talk about is this realm of feminine energetics. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that today. But one of the things that always drives me a little bit crazy is that it's very popular these days to say that the feminine is all about receiving. And the truth is that for me, the imagery of the feminine is this idea of the chalice, this cup, this vessel that is able to both invive, in other words, receive and pour forth. And so the reason that's important is for way too many of us, the action has been one of pouring forth from our cups to give and give constantly. As a matter of fact, that was one of the like pieces of advice that I got when I got remarried and it really made me laugh, but sad laugh. And I understood it. And so there was a lot of like love and like cherishing of that. And there was a lot of like, man, if only we could have more conversations about the fact that no, it, it isn't all about give, 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 give. That's how we get ourselves into trouble. It's yeah, we can give and we can receive. And part of receiving is this ability to hold ourselves and other people accountable in our lives. I can receive an apology, a genuine apology. I can receive change. I can receive, let's work on this together. I can receive difference and transformation and support. And I can give freely and happily without depleting myself so much so that I no longer know where I begin and you end. Or that I have zero ability to hold you accountable when you hurt me or when something is off. And I recognize that there are aspects of this that are highly nuanced because some of us, myself included, have been in situations and relationships where one of the reasons why we cannot or do not know how to and do not want to hold accountability, especially for other people in our lives, is that we have been emotionally manipulated or abused there has been really toxic patterns shown up maybe we've been gaslit till we no longer know what's up and what's down listen i have been there i have lived that for many many years so i do understand that i'm not negating that i am however saying that it is still possible to find our strength our sovereignty our ownership and our accountability in that realm and that that in fact can many many times break that seeming spell that place that seems to keep us held captive when we learn to hold other people accountable as well as learning to hold ourselves accountable in our lives things transform 
because there's no longer any putting up with. There isn't, I'm just going to sit here and take it. There isn't, I'm just going to look down at the floor and pretend that everything is okay. And then later say that, you know what, you were right. It was my fault, my responsibility, not yours. There is none of that. There is no enabling behavior that isn't okay. I think a lot of times we confuse unconditional love and this idea of giving with enabling. And enabling is incredibly debilitating for us. It's the thing that makes us feel at the end of the day that there is nothing left in the tank to give. There's no compassion. There's no tenderness. There's no energy. There's no nothing left to be given because I'm so fucking depleted. Because the whole time I was doing the load of more than one person, emotionally, energetically, mentally, physically, I was taking everything on as if it was my sole responsibility without holding you accountable for your part while at the same time punishing myself instead of holding myself accountable and taking ownership in the realm of my own life as the true sovereign that I am. They're two very different frequencies, two very different ways to look at the world. One puts you at the effect and makes you feel like everything is going to crush you. The other puts you in that fucking throne and gives you the ability to say, show up, show up because I'm showing up. And that's when we can receive deeper and that's when we can give better that's when we don't deplete after giving that's where the receptivity doesn't feel so awkward or constrained or strange or mystical or wrong holding yourself and holding other people accountable in your life gives you the ability to show up and say that's not okay it's what gives voice to your righteous and very much valid rage when you have been wronged or mistreated. It's what allows you to teach something very valuable about integrity and values to yourself and to the people around you. And if you're a parent to your children, because it says, hey, come up, own up, take accountability. This is your responsibility. These are the consequences of your action. Now, what are you going to do from there? That is showing up from a place of true potency. It doesn't always feel good, but it's worthwhile. Radical accountability is being able to have these really challenging heart-to-heart conversations with our friends, our family members, our loved ones, just the people in our lives and say, metaphorically, hey, you took my stick and I'm not coming over there to get it. I'm not going to do the heavy lifting for you. You are going to come over here and apologize and do what's right. And that's when we can move on to something bigger, better, deeper, and more amazing for both of us. But we have to learn to stop doing the heavy lifting for everybody else. Everyone else's emotions are not your responsibility. You're not to be held accountable for their actions. It isn't up to you to make things better. Not unless you're the one who did something for which you need to hold yourself accountable for. In which case, yes. But in every other regard and in every other respect where it really isn't your responsibility, don't. Sometimes holding people accountable means cutting them out of our lives entirely, and that hurts, and it's difficult, but it's important. 
And sometimes that means saying, hey, I fucked up and the other person choosing to cut us out of their lives and that sucks and it hurts and it's important and it's still valid. So no, it isn't easy breezy. Oh, just wake up in the morning and act like a queen bee and everything is going to be fine. No, I'm not saying that. I think that those ideas are so tired. It isn't about that. It's about the fact that you can get to a place in your life where you believe that you are so important, so worthy of love, so incredible that you will fine-tune the ability to show up from a place of true strength, not aggressiveness, not an overcorrection of suddenly everybody else in my life is wrong and I'm the only one that's right. And everybody has to beg my forgiveness all the time and bow down and scrape, you know, at, at my feet or whatever. Not that, not an overcorrection, but a true balanced point of presence in which you can hold your power and hold other people in their power. Because here's the other thing too. And I think that this piece of the puzzle is also very important. A lot of times the reason we don't want to hold other people accountable in our lives is because we don't believe that they have the power, the strength, the ability, or the worth to be held accountable. We believe very little in or about other people's power. And that is incredibly disempowering to everyone. If I really believe that there is no power in you, that you cannot stand and take radical accountability for your actions, I'm going to treat you like a useless child and then I'm going to take on the responsibility of the accountability that I don't believe that you can hold onto my shoulders and then overburden myself once again. People are a lot more powerful than you give them credit for and it isn't up to you to make that decision for them. It is, however, up to you to choose to believe in their power and meet them at that level because you believe in your own power and you can show up for yourself at that level too. It's even. Holding someone accountable for breaking their word is important. Holding them accountable for breaking trust is important and vital. Holding them accountable for crossing your boundaries, for dismissing you, for mistreating you, for misrepresenting you, for doing something that isn't good is important. And it doesn't matter what their perception of you is because at the end of the day, it isn't even your business what they think about you because you can't change it. And we'll talk more about that next time. But decidedly holding them accountable is crucial especially if you want your life to thrive if you want a life filled with love oh my gosh is that ever important the reason i am happily in a healthy aligned and just beautiful partnership with a husband i trust and respect and with whom I can co-create a beautiful life now after 12 years of being in a very toxic space is because 
I have learned and continue to fine tune because I am not perfect at it and I don't think I ever will be the art of self-mastery, self-accountability, self-ownership, self-sovereignty, and I hold him to the same standards and vice versa. The way you choose to show up for yourself in this world matters. That's the whole premise of this sovereignty space, this mindfully sovereign space that we've been talking about for the last few episodes. Again, it isn't this like overcorrection of like a t-shirt you could just wear with boss babe written all over it. It's about true inner power and expansive living. It's about knowing that the things that you are going to be a match for, the things that you want to manifest, those dreams that have you drooling as you journal down what it is that you're trying to bring forth on this new moon will resonate with you to the degree you're willing to show up for yourself in your life. No more, no less. You want to make millions. You want to be very well known. You want to become a famous author. You want to become an orator. You want to do whatever. You want the love of your life. If you don't love yourself or believe in yourself enough to hold through your sense of ownership and accountability and sovereignty, the match is going to be off. It will not be properly aligned. And that's really important. It's the piece that a lot of us feel like it's missing after years of doing vision boards and all of these things that everyone always says has to do with positive vibes and think happy thoughts or stay in a high vibe frequency or imagine the exact shape of the person that you're going to be with and holding their hand at, okay, There's a need for more depth there and it starts with you and your sense of sovereignty because how you get to show up for yourself now will impact your dates. It'll impact the clients that you draw into your business. It'll impact the conversations that you have in a new city with the new people. It impacts everything. If you choose not to hold yourself to a high degree of integrity, If you don't know how to hold to your accountability or to hold others accountable, when something happens that isn't in alignment, you're not going to know how to spot it or you're going to spot it and dismiss it and run away from it. Or you're going to take it onto your own shoulders and make it about you that somehow this was your fault. And you'll be stuck in a cycle that you do not belong in for too long because you do deserve better. You deserve all the most wonderful, amazing, fruitful, thriving, abundant, prosperous things in this world. And you deserve true love. And the deeper you go into this self-exploration, the more you sink your teeth into these concepts, into these, but not making them just concepts, but actually embodying them. The more you become about this, the more you be this, the more your life is going to change. I guarantee it because I've seen it with myself. I've seen it with my clients and I know you're going to see it within yourself as well. So make some time today, tomorrow, this week on the live call on Friday. 
to get really crystal clear on what your own thoughts about accountability are. How do you even understand accountability? Do you really know what it is, etc.? And where you are and are not holding yourself and other people accountable in your life and what that would mean. Like sit down and write, I feel like if I hold this person accountable for this, it's going to be the end of the relationship or they're going to misunderstand me or they're going to call me entitled or they're going to say I'm a bitch or it's going to ruin my reputation. Whatever it is that you are afraid of, write it down. You can share it with me. I'm here to listen. You can come by the live on Friday at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time on my Instagram at Your Soulful Goddess. You can email me, info at Your Soulful Goddess. You know, you can also just burn it or keep it. I don't know, but do it. Proactively start dating this part of yourself, this part of your life. Start getting to know this accountability so well that you like fall madly in love head over heels for it and I'm looking forward to seeing you on Friday and I know I just kind of like blurted it out real fast but again at your soulful goddess on Instagram for the live Q&A and you can also just email me if you want to work with me if you have questions whatever it is info at your soulful goddess.com it is always such a pleasure to share the sacred space with you. I hope that you have the most wonderful week. I will talk to you soon and next episode will be really juicy. So I will talk to you then. Oh, and don't forget, dust off that crown and show up to your life mindfully sovereign every day.